TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Fantastic to have you guys with us. Always do appreciate you making us part of your day. You can give us a call at 844-326-3663, and you can hit us on the madworldattractions.com text line at 71307. Just start your text with the word fan, and away you go on the show. Before we get to the top five at five, Ben and Greer has been hanging patiently on the line. Good to talk to you, Ben. You're off sides, pal. How are you? I'm good. What's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm I'm good. Good, man. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. You know, how come, Ben, you have Mm -hmm. more guts to call in than people twice your age? Because I'm just, I'm I'm built different. You're built different. Mm -hmm. You're darn right you are, Ben. You're darn right you're built different, man. I appreciate the Mm -hmm. guts. Appreciate the guts you have here, Ben. What do you want to talk about today? Um... So, the Ravens and the Lions. Okay, what's your point? Now, I think the Ravens have, uh, they, well, how do I put this? Um, they have a good chance, but the Lions have also played a really good season so far. So, if I were to have to choose for one to um, win, I'd probably have to choose the Lions. How come? Because they just just played a really amazing season so far. So. Yeah, I agree with you, Ben. Look, Ben, I agree with you, man. Um, I I really think Detroit, with that physicality, they're playing just like the personality of their head coach. They're embodying their head coach, who's a tough physical guy, Dan Campbell. They're, they've got great line play, offensive line, defensive line. They run the football. They stop the run. It is tough to move them. Like, this is, you know, I always say a team plays, Ben, as a reflection of its head coach, and no team embodies that more than the Detroit Lions. Um, and I like them to go on the road and get a tough win in Baltimore. I think that's a system that travels really, really well. Ben, I think you're on it, my friend. Yeah. Well, I got to go, so... <laughs> great, great to talk to you, buddy. Great to talk to you. He's got to go, Diesel. He's got to go. Uh, thanks for the call, Ben. Thanks so much for. If we learned anything from Jurassic Park, Mark, 
when you got to go, you got to go. You got to go. You got to go. Great to hear from you, buddy. Uh, welcome. You're more than welcome to call us up anytime. Uh, 7 1. Uh, Spur Daddy, Miami is not a Super Bowl contender. You, you know, he says six games in the NFL season, my Super Bowl teams are Miami and Detroit. Miami plays on one side of the ball, they don't play defense. Okay. Uh, once they play teams that. Uh, once they play a team that can shut them down, and they do, okay, they, they are unable to hold anybody to anything. So once you understand that, 32, 31, 30, 29, 28, 27, 26, 25, 24, 23, 22, 21, Miami's 20th in the NFL in defense. You don't win the Super Bowl with that kind of defense. You just don't. You know, you got, they've, they've got to get better on that side of the ball, and they're not there yet. Uh, Spur Daddy continues. The Panthers lose to the bye week 38-17. to <laughs> The bye week was a three-and-a-half-point favorite, by the way, Spur Daddy. Matt J says Tennessee over Alabama minus nine. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Arkansas State plus nine over Coastal Carolina. Diesel, good pick, bad pick. Arkansas State plus nine. Uh, God, Arkansas State has been so irrelevant in the Sun Belt for the past six years or so, which which is weird because under Blake Anderson, they were a really good football team, a really good football program. And then, you know, Blake Anderson started going through his uh, his personal issues. His wife passed away uh, and then things just got really rough and he left Arkansas State. And they've been struggling for a couple of years now as a program. They're three and three. Coastal is three and three. Uh, I think Coastal wins that game, but I think Coastal beats the spread. And I think they win a close one on the road, maybe by six, maybe by three. Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me. I just don't know a lot. They're, they're, Arkansas State is an enigma to me right now. But they do have waterfalls in their end zone, which is pretty sweet. Do they? They have a, they have a water feature, yeah. I've never seen that before. <laughs> I have never. They light it up when they score touchdowns. I have honestly never seen that before. That is pretty cool. All right. It is time for us to do that jam. We call it the top five at five, the top five biggest sports stories of the day, the top five topics we're discussing. Ladies and gentlemen of the Upstate, Offsiders, the top five at five starts right now. And now, the top five at five. And five, four, three, two, one. Hit it. Five. All right, at number five today. Let us begin by talking a little bit about Clemson and Miami. Now, Josh Pate, who is a friend of the show, and you guys might listen to him on the Late Kick show, uh, is a wonderful human being. I do not believe I've ever disagreed more with Josh than I do on this particular point. Josh believes that the wrong team is favored in this game. And by the way, Diesel, I'm still not getting any notifications on Twitter. Are you getting notifications on Twitter? I'm still not getting any. Um, no, we're not. It's the craziest thing. And we're getting responses, no notifications. I think he's doing this stupid thing where he's going to charge you to get your notifications done. I, I, I just have this weird feeling. Anyway, Late Kick Josh says Miami should be favored. Here's the audio. We've got a situation here. We've got a wrong team favorite situation. You remember how this turned out the last time we said that. Um, chaos, Monday through Friday, and then we look like geniuses on Saturday. So, Colin, let's see what the model thinks. The Vegas number right now is Clemson minus four. We think the wrong team's favored. We think Miami minus one is the right number. It's just been horrifically skewed. 
because of very poor turnover luck the past two weeks. Not luck, it's undisciplined, like they've given the ball away. We're gonna roll some dice here. We're gonna say the turnover monster does not completely devour Miami like an unstoppable rebel force this week. I hope I've been vivid enough. And we're going to not only take Miami to cover, we're gonna take them to win the game outright. Now, either way, it's going to be a topic on the Sunday show because either way, it's just going to be grossly toxic around the losing program here. That's the beauty and terror of college football. So you may think I'm crazy riding with Miami. That's okay. That's okay. I What I don't want to do is be on them one week, got the bad turnover luck, so then I'm off of them the next week, and then the turnover thing flips, and then they win, and all of a sudden you're like, why can't I get a read on Miami? I think I know the quality of team they have. They have to play that quality of game. That's what I'm saying. So those are the words of Josh Pate. So why do I disagree? Well, number one, turnovers aren't just luck, okay? Teams are mistake-prone. Miami is mistake-prone. Number two, Miami is 0-5 against ACC opponents at home under Mario Cristobal. You really think the first home win is going to be uh, against Clemson? Really? Number three, Dabo Sweeney is 16-3 and three off of a bye week. That stat was given to me by Sean Bergeron. Okay? Number four, Clemson is rested and focused. Miami is fatigued and defeated. And number five, every single intangible favors Clemson. Bye week for Clemson. Miami just played North Carolina. Winning streak. Clemson has a winning streak. Miami has a losing streak. And how many people are going to be at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami to see a team that hasn't yet won an ACC game? What's the stadium capacity going to be, 40%? And if you see Orange, how do you know there's not going to be more Clemson fans there than Miami fans? Do you mean attendance, not capacity? Yeah, I think they're going to be at 40% stadium capacity. Right. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, yeah, I think the attendance diesel might be 40% of the stadium. You know, I, I, in other words, I don't think this is going to be this raucous home field advantage that Miami has, I think I think Clemson's going to feel like they're playing on a neutral field. Come on, Madcraft. You don't believe this. 60 to 80% capacity is what he says. Come on, man. Come on, Madcraft. They don't Come do that. Come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, I think Clemson wins this one somewhat comfortably. I'll go 30 to 20 Clemson over Miami. Next up. Four. Uh, we had a very fun enemy intel segment that we'll, we, that we'll re-air for you at 6.20 this afternoon. We went behind him in enemy lines uh, to talk Missouri football with Matt Michaels from Missouri Tigers Radio Network. And he, do, he does believe that this is a winnable game for South Carolina. He said Missouri has some injuries in the secondary that could really help Spencer Rattler. And, um, you know, he understands more than I do why that line is so close. All week I thought Las Vegas knows something we don't know. You know, uh, Missouri's 6-1, South Carolina's 2-4. This has been a a 6.5, 7 point spread the entire week, and I don't understand why. I think Missouri is the most dangerous team in the SEC. On the Miami front, Alex Dono does not necessarily believe that they've gotten a clear answer. Okay? Uh, That they've gotten a clear answer for why Miami didn't take a knee against Georgia Tech. He thinks Miami is a very dangerous offensive team, but one that keeps proverbially shooting itself in the foot. Um, and he do, he is picking Miami to beat Clemson. He's going 24-20 to 20 
Uh, you would expect a Miami media guy to pick Miami in this game. Uh, but he says the natives are restless in South Florida. Little segment we debuted today called Enemy Intel. Next up. Three. All right. My upset pick for the week. I revealed it to you today. It is BYU at home over Texas Tech. That's right. I'm going for a measly three points. If I can't win this one, I might as well pack up shop, right? Why am I going with this pick? Well, BYU's had so many injuries in the secondary, they're effectively starting Diesel and I back there. I mean, they're on like their fourth string safety. But they are playing at BYU, and they are playing Texas Tech's third-string quarterback who is going to be a true freshman. See, this is why grown men should wear jerseys because if you're standing in the front row and you've got some eligibility left, they might call you out onto the field. Amen to that. Amen to that. So it's Texas Tech at BYU. Good home field advantage. They packed the house there. A winnable Big 12 game, and there haven't been many of them for the uh, new Big 12 editions this year. UCF, Cincinnati, Houston, and BYU. This is one I think they can get. True freshman quarterback, third string at home. Give me BYU. Next up. Two. At the midway point of the college football season, what are your biggest takeaways thus far? Number one for me, Michigan, I think, is 10 points better than anybody. 10 points better than anybody in college football on a neutral field. Are we going to have to listen to this is the greatest team of all time? BS again. No. Like we've gotten to the point where it was Alabama 2017. I'm just making up a number. The greatest team of all time. We've never seen a team like this before. Then it was LSU. Greatest team of all time. Then Michigan. Greatest team of all time. Like, really? we got to stop with this greatest team of all time stuff. You know, it doesn't you would, mean anything anymore. You would be annoyed then at what P.J. Flex said about Michigan, Diesel. He said that's the best team my any team I've ever coached has played. You know? That's what he said about this year's Michigan team. But I do think they're 10 points better than anybody else this year, and I don't know why they're not getting credit for it. I think you'll see this as the season rolls along. Um, Missouri, number two for me, is the SEC's most dangerous team. Their only loss is to an LSU side that they led 22-7 to in the second quarter. They couldn't keep LSU from scoring. Then again, nobody can, right? LSU scores more than a gigolo. I mean, they just keep running it up. But I, I do think they're the SEC's most dangerous team. And outside of Georgia, they're the only team from the East in my top five SEC sides. I've got Georgia 1, Alabama 2, Ole Miss 3, LSU 4, and Missouri 5. So how does South Carolina spring the upset this weekend? Next up. One. I missed one on number two, Diesel. Uh, so I, my third midseason takeaway is that Clemson is among college football's most disappointing teams. Okay. Um, if you told me at the midway part, Clemson is not in the top 25, you can't argue against that, Clemson fans. You can't argue against it. They are one of the most disappointing teams in America. Okay. Now, Diesel argues they can get off of that list with a win against Miami this week. I think to get off of that list, they need to finish at worst Nine and three. At worst, nine and three is where they need to be. We'll see if they can get it done. What's your biggest midseason takeaway? Here we go. And finally. We're already at number one. Oh, we're already at number one. Here we go. My 10 
best quarterbacks in the National Football League. Sincerely, Mark Ryan. I've got number one, Patrick Mahomes. Number two, Joe Burrow. Number three, Jalen. Oh, it hurts so good. Number four, Josh Allen. Five, Trevor Lawrence. How about that performance last night? Gimpy knee. Two big runs for Trevor Lawrence. Six, I'm going Lamar Jackson. Seven, Tua Tagovailoa. Eight, how about how far he's climbed? Jared Goff. Number nine for me, how purdy is he? I'm going Brock Purdy. I I don't think you can keep him out of the top ten anymore. He's been so good, so efficient, all games but last week. All of which leaves one place for me. Do I go Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, Matt Stafford, or Geno Smith? (sighs) I'll go Dak for one more week. I'm not a believer in Justin Herbert, Gus. He's the same dude that he was when he entered the league. He hasn't gotten any better. He's a B-plus, A-minus quarterback, and the Chargers don't win. If he was that great, wouldn't he be winning? Don't tell me that QB wins are not a stat. Look at Cincinnati before and after Joe Burrow. Look at Philadelphia before and after Jalen Hurts. QB wins are absolutely a stat. Uh, I don't know who it is, uh, but this person deserves a raise. The person who figured out in the commercial that you could take Hurts and and spread it apart and make Hulu has live sports. Whoever that person in is brilliant. Because, you know, Hertz starts with an H-U. Hulu yeah. starts with an H-U. And Hulu has live sports ends with an RTS. There you go. It's brilliant. I don't I, know who I came up with that, that, but it's brilliant. That's awesome. That's awesome. And those are today's top five at five. Now, it's your chance to chime in, which you can do at 844-FAN-PHONE. That's 844-F-A-N-F-O-N-E. That's 844-326-3663. The MadWorldAttractions.com text line is there for you at 71307. Just start your text with the word FAN, and away you go. You can get to us on Facebook, on Twitter, and on YouTube. At the Fan Upstate on all three. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to us on YouTube. And finally, email. You guys can all email the show. Mark Ryan, that is M-A-R-C Ryan, at thefanupstate.com. All the different ways you can get in touch with us here on the most interactive sports radio show anywhere. Coming up next, we preview the high school football action of the week with our guy Cole Bryson, the host of the Saturday Scramble. That's next, right here on Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the Fan Upstate. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, 
You deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It's offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Here to preview week nine. Week nine. This is incredible. How did we get here? It's Cole Bryson of the Saturday Scramble. Make sure you check out the Saturday Scramble each and every Saturday morning uh, at 8 a.m. And uh, we look forward to having you there. Cole Bryson joins us right now on the show. Big games coming up this week, Cole. Gaffney at Dorman, Spartanburg at Boiling Springs. You know, this seems to be, I mean, this is this is the SEC of upstate high school football, is it not? This region, Region 25A? No doubt about it, Mark. It really is. And uh, those two games are probably the marquee games of the night in 5A, as you mentioned uh, the first game, Spartanburg and Bowling Springs. Spartanburg trying to make the playoffs. Bowling Springs in the same boat. Both are looking for the first uh, playoff or for the first region win, if you will, Mark. So that game, the winner should lock up the four seed, and then the loser of that game will probably be hoping for the at-large bid, which there's a good chance they'll get because of their resume and strength of schedule. But they'll fall to that fifth, uh, the fifth seed. Will the loser of the Spartanburg Bowling Springs game? Uh, so it is a big game in terms of seeding because if you're the five seed, you're going to end up playing the region winner. Uh, and, and you know, if you're Spartanburg or Bowling Springs, you don't want to see Burns and Gaffney again. So you're going to try your best tonight to get that four seed and, and at least get out of the region for the first round and not have to play a familiar foe, if you will. However, interesting thing about that game tonight is Spartanburg quarterback T.J. Johnson. Uh, from what I have been told, will not go tonight. And, and he is their starting quarterback. Uh, the backup quarterback has got some playing time this this year, Mark. But uh, TJ knows the offense. He's a little bit better at reading defenses. Obviously, the experience is the biggest part of his game. Uh, he is very athletic, very mobile, able to move in and out of that, you know, moving in and out of the pocket and extend plays. And without him tonight, it's going to be tough for Spartanburg. It's at Bowling Springs. I think it'll be a very low-scoring game. I like Bowling Springs. <coughs> Excuse me, Mark. I like Bowling Springs in this one tonight. But the, the Spartanburg quarterback, T.J. Johnson, being out is definitely a big deal. And then the other game that you mentioned uh, in Roebuck tonight is Gaffney at Dorman. Uh, from 2014 to 2019, Dorman had Gaffney's number and won you know, eight out of nine, if you will, against Gaffney. Now, Gaffney's won the last three so they, they're starting to catch back up. They lead the series overall to the Indians. But uh, this is going to be a good one. Dorman's, you know, they started off the season uh, struggling first year under Jake Morris. But all of a sudden lately, they're playing really good football. And this one uh, should be a good one tonight. It, you know, three weeks ago, we probably would have thought Gaffney would win pretty handily. But the way that Dorman played Burns last week, uh, you know, this one should be close tonight, Mark. Cole, talk to us about your show, the Saturday Morning Scramble. If, if people haven't listened to it before, it's an absolutely fantastic show. I mean, I, I didn't grow up in South Carolina, so a, a lot of the times, you know, a lot of the talk about South Carolina high school football doesn't mean as much to me as it would to somebody 
who grew yeah. up in it. But your show is absolutely fantastic, and the format that you do is you bring coaches on the show the morning after a big game. Some of them have won. Some of them mm-hmm. have lost. Uh, what, what's been a memorable, a really memorable moment on your show so far, uh, you know, as we're going into week nine of the season? Well, Diesel, to be honest with you, if I had to answer that question, I would probably say just meeting the coaches and the players in general and building relationships uh, with those coaches and players is the best part of it. Uh, this is my 11th season covering high school football in South Carolina and, and the relationships and the friendships that have come from covering high school football are incredible. Some of my closest friends are uh, coaches around the county, and we are so blessed here in the upstate to have good coaches. I'll tell you a cool story uh, to kind of go off of that. Not only the coaches, but you also make relationships with the players as well. When I was uh, with Bowling Springs and their radio crew back in 2015, 2016, there was a kid named Najee Thompson who uh, I was very close with, uh, he, he's a great, great kid, great player at Bowling Springs, well on to play at Georgia Southern. And uh, just a couple of weeks ago, he played in Bank of America Stadium as he got uh, signed by the, the Minnesota Vikings during the offseason and made the final cut. Uh, so me and one of his former teachers at Bowling Springs and a couple other people from the, from the Bowling Springs community got to go up and see him play uh, in person at, at Bank of America just a couple of weeks ago and uh, talk to him after, and and Diesel, that right there, the building the relationships with the players and the coaches is the coolest part. I I mean, just to have the honor and the privilege to to call a lot of them friends and uh, know them personally, as I said a minute ago, we we have a lot of great players and a lot of even better coaches here in the upstate. So just building the relationships, man, that's something that you'll always look back on and appreciate. And, and Cole, you know, I tell you, nothing lights up a text line faster than talking about high school football coaches in the area from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. I feel like I'm going to ask you to build a boy band of high school football coaches around here. But, you know, can can you tell us of these high school coaches, who's the funny one? Who's the intense in-your-face one? Who's the brilliant one? Man, that that is a great question. And I'm sure since I'm off the top of my head here, I'll I'll probably miss uh, some of those. But, you know, as far as intensity goes, uh, there's there's several coaches that come to mind. Uh, and, and when you talk about funny coaches, some of them are all some of them are funny in their own unique way. I've always thought that uh, Will Young at Greer had a very funny personality. He, he's a great coach to talk to. He's he's come on the program so many times and has been a a great pleasure to speak with. He's just a guy that you always you know draw a good laugh from. Uh, and, and he's not a coach anymore. Uh, but speaking of Dorman, Dave Gutshaw, you, you talk about the smartest diesel, uh, the people that I've interviewed. Uh, as a matter of fact, he was on Mark Ryan's show with, with me and Mark uh, as soon as Mark moved here to the upstate. And, and obviously Dave Gutshaw has retired now, but I never met uh, a more brilliant offensive mind than Dave Gutshaw. Obviously, he is no longer a, the head coach of the Dorman Cavaliers, and they're under Jake Morris now. But, man, he was – he was the uh, the definition of creative and brilliant when it came to a spread offense. He, a lot of coaches know him for kind of creating the spread offense in high school football back in the 80s in North Carolina and bringing that into South Carolina. And then, you know, what he did at Dorman, uh, it was just fantastic. And his long tenure at Dorman, uh, he, Diesel, he probably has to go down as the smartest, man. He just – you talk about an offensive mind, uh, offensive genius – uh, it was definitely Dave Gutshaw. 
Cole Bryson joining us, the host of the Saturday Scramble. Cole, who is the single best player in the upstate right now? Wow. <laughs> that's that's a question that I can't give you one name, man. There are so many. I've seen who would so you many draft first? Players. Who would you draft first? Any class, Mark? Any Not class. specifically a senior? Yeah, any class. Oh, man. You know, that's uh, uh, several names come to mind. Obviously, Avery McFadden from Hillcrest, he comes to mind. Uh, the quarterback at Pendleton, uh, he is having a phenomenal season. Jaden McDowell at Gaffney, uh, you know, at Burns, you have Bomar and you have Weaver and you have uh, a freshman in Trey Seguera who's, who's going to have an incredible season. Uh, you know, we're, we're so lucky to have so many athletes. And I'm just trying to think of, you know, if I had to pick one, if I had to draft one, Mark, um, I, the, the explosiveness and the elusiveness that I've seen from Jaden McDowell, uh, who was a player of the week not long ago and came on with you guys yep. just a couple of weeks ago. He is absolutely phenomenal. And uh, he's only a sophomore and he's already getting a lot of big time college offers. So Jaden McDowell right now, man, he, as far as who I've seen this year with my eyes, he has been brilliant and definitely one over the next three years or two years, if you will, that we're going to keep talking about a lot. Uh, Texter wants to know why Powdersville fell so far. Well, you know, Powdersville, from what I was told and, and the year I was gone, they had a very uh, heavy senior class uh, two years ago and last year, Mark. And uh, they're still a very talented team. However, in high school, graduation is one of the things you have to deal with, right? Just like college and, and uh, Powdersville, we, we covered them. We, we covered them a lot a couple of years ago because they were really good. And like the texture said, they have fallen off. However, they're still a well-respected program. I just think sometimes, Mark, uh, graduation hits schools differently for each, uh, in each scenario. Sometimes you have a, uh, a class that's coming in with a lot of talent and a lot of numbers. And then sometimes in, Powdersville, in Powdersville's case, you don't have those same numbers coming in as you had going out. Cole, uh, before we get to your official picks, we do a little ditty on this show called our Upset Picks of the Week, and we make our upset picks in college football. Do you have an upset pick this week in high school football or a team that maybe should be on upset alert? You know, it's a good question. I don't know that um, I don't know that Daniel is necessarily on upset alert, Mark, but you and I talk about Daniel a lot on Mondays with them being at the top of the upstate top ten. They're playing a very, very good Pendleton team tonight. And if Pendleton were to win, it would be considered an upset. Pendleton is super talented. They have probably the best quarterback in the upstate. We talk a lot about him on the Saturday uh, scramble. Uh, they're super talented. They're well-disciplined. They're well-coached. So if I had a pick mark tonight, I would probably say if I had to pick an upset, I would say that the Daniel Lions get knocked off by the Bulldogs of Pendleton. How about that? That is really something. Yeah, you're not saying you're going to, but if you had to, that's your pick, right? That's right. That's your, that's that's right. your pick. All right. All right, Cole, we'll step out of the way, and we'll let you get to your picks of the week. All right, guys, St. Joe's at Christ Church. I like St. Joe's tonight, 31-28 over, uh, over Christ Church. Uh, Southside Christian and where Shoals played last night, Southside Christian came away victorious. And 2A, I like Abbeville over Blacksburg, 35-0. Chesney 96, one of the better games of the night, guys. Two totally different styles of offense over in Greenwood County. I like Chesney 24, 96, 21. Landrum at Liberty. I like Landrum 21 to 14 over Liberty and 3A. I like Crescent over West Oak, Daniel over Pendleton, Seneca over Wahala in a low scoring game. 
BHP over Southside. That one won't be close, by the way. Palmetto over Fountain Inn. I like Wren and a close one over Powdersville. I like Chapman and a name-your-score game over Blue Ridge. Same thing with Carolina Broom. Broom will uh, take care of Carolina with no problem. Chester Clinton, probably the best 3A game of the night. I like Chester by a touchdown tonight over in Clinton. And then the last game in 3A, Emerald at Union County. I like Union County by a point or so tonight. And 4A, easily at Westside was last night. Pickens, Berea tonight. I like Pickens over Berea. Greenwood, Greenville. I like Greenwood by six points or so over uh, Greenville. Eastside, Lawrence. I'll take Eastside over Lawrence, 21 to 19. Greer at Wade Hampton. I'll take Greer, 33 to 14 over Wade Hampton. And in 5A, I'll take Hillcrest over Malden, big. J.L. Mann's on a bye. The Burns Rebels are on a bye. T.L. Hanna over Woodmont. I'll say 38 to 14. And the last two, I'll take the Bowling Springs Bulldogs over Spartanburg, 17 to 14. And I'll take Gaffney over Dorman by a score of 31 to 17, Mark. Those are my picks for week nine. Now, in this region, uh, 2-5-A, Cole, you know, is it uh, the top three teams make the playoffs from the region? Is that how it works? So it's top four. Top four. Yeah, and that fifth seed mark in the region uh, will be in a battle with two other five seeds in the upstate for the at-large bid. They pick the at-large based on strength of schedule, and nobody has a better strength of schedule than somebody in this region, right? So we assume right now that the five seed will still make the playoffs as an at-large. So if I had to say right now, all five teams will make the playoffs, but as far as the guaranteed spots, it's one through four. There you go. There you go. All right. His name is Cole Bryson, my friends. You can check out the Saturday Scramble. Take our recommendation. You will love yourself for having done so. 8 to 10 a.m. right here on the Fan Upstate, bright and early tomorrow morning. We'll be, we'll be listening, Cole. Thanks so much, pal. Thanks, Mark. Talk to you soon. All right. Cole Bryson, host of the Saturday Scramble. You know, um, I, I couldn't tell you how often Diesel tells me off the air, Mark, that Saturday Scramble is a great show. It's a great show. You like you got to check that out, man. Great show, great show, great show. Believe me, man, I am. I am. I I don't. I can't say that I'm up at eight a.m. on Saturday morning to listen live. Yeah. But the beauty of of modern technology is I can go back and I can listen to it. And Diesel's absolutely right. Yeah, I used to not be up at eight a.m. on Saturday mornings either. But you get a puppy and things change. So now I'm up at eight a.m. and I'm like, oh, might as well listen to Cole's show. It's really good. That's it. That's outstanding. I used to wake up at eight fifty on the dot. Because I knew that I had to have 10 minutes to go to the bathroom, go pour a cup of coffee, and turn on game day at 9. Coming up next on the show, we have got Wise Guys Wisdom, where Diesel and I will pick the biggest games of the week. We'll do it next, right here on Offsides. We are the Fan Upstate. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are... The fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Truly do appreciate you making us part of your day. Let's hit it. It's time for Wise Guys Wisdom. Here we go. Biggest games of the week. Clemson against Miami Diesel. The line is Clemson minus three. Clemson listed as having a 53% chance to win. One of these fan bases is about to turn on their head coach. Who's it going to be, Diesel? 
Uh, I think it's going to be Mario Cristobal. Uh, I, I think that this is going to be a week where Clemson puts it together. I don't think they're going to be spectacular on offense, but I think they're going to be better on offense than what we've seen over the past couple of weeks. And, um, you know, the defense is going to be stellar as it has been all season long. So all Clemson's offense needs to do is be decent and they win this game. By the way, Diesel, so many good games this week, college and pro Duke, Florida State, number 16 and number four doesn't make the cut. Why? Well, no Riley Leonard, no Riley Leonard, no chance for the Blue Devils. Do you agree? Uh, Yeah, pretty much. I think. Florida State probably wins this game by 17. Now, to be fair, Riley Leonard has not been ruled out, but he was limping as early as this week. Okay, so I, I just I don't I don't think there's going to be enough from him. He's got to be Superman in order for them to win. Missouri against South Carolina. South Carolina at Mizzou. Who do we like in this game? I've been surprised at how close the number is all week long and how much of a chance. The Gamecocks are given on the analytics pages. What do you think? As much as I would love to see Eli Drinkwitz lose, I think they're just a really, really good football team this year. South Carolina's got so many holes uh, pretty much everywhere but the quarterback position. I mean, if if Spencer Rattler ever went down, you'd be talking about a two-win football team. I'm pretty sure. Um, so give me Missouri. Not by a lot. 14 they might be a two-win football team with Spencer Rattler. So that's the problem. They are right now. No, um, seriously, guys, I think Missouri gets South Carolina's best shot. I think they realize the importance of this one. I think Missouri's weakness, the secondary, lines up with South Carolina's strength. But I don't think it's going to be enough. I think by a field goal, Missouri wins. I got it much closer than Diesel does. Next up, we keep it rolling. We've got Ohio State and Penn State, Diesel, but it's at the Horseshoe. The line is Ohio State by four and a half. Oh, man, I've been saying all season long that I thought Penn State had a chance of getting into the college football playoff. Now, I mean, obviously they haven't played a super strong schedule to this point, but I think they're really, really good. I mean, you know, this will be the test, and I can't change my mind now. I'm kind of locked into it. I got to say Penn State wins. He's going Penn State wins. Wow, on the road in the horseshoe. I can mm-hmm. maybe, maybe if it's at Penn State. I mean, I can't change my tune. I got to ride with what I've been picking, right? One thing we can say is, you know, we've talked about the Big Ten like it's a Big Two, and I think Penn State has been good enough to inch into into making it a Big Three. I don't think anybody's within ten points of Michigan. I think home field advantage is the difference. I wouldn't be surprised if this one goes into overtime, Diesel. But I will take the Buckeyes. How about? Your upset pick, Diesel, Alabama at Tennessee. Now we learn just how convicted you really are in this pick. Tennessee at Alabama. I'm staying with it. I'm staying with it. Alabama is uh, is not what they have been in the past. And that's that's a bold statement because Alabama, even a little a little bit off of their game, is still a uh, really, really good football team. But I think Tennessee is going to find a way to make it happen on the road. The ESPN FPI tracker says Alabama's 76.8% chance to win. All right. Here's why I like the Crimson Tide. Only loss to Texas. Texas looks like they're going to be a top 10 team when all is said and done. But Florida managed to really control the game against Tennessee about a month ago. I mean, really control the game. Both teams similar on defense, giving up roughly 300 yards a game. 
Tennessee averages more on offense than Alabama, but I, I think Alabama's going to be able to shut them down. To me, maybe the home field is the difference. Tennessee might get them again if it were at Tennessee. But remember, Tennessee got them last year. There's a revenge factor for Alabama in this one, Alabama at home. Over to the NFL. We've got Baltimore and Detroit. Detroit at Baltimore. Detroit comes in a sterling 5-1 and one on the year. Their only loss in overtime, week two to the Seattle Seahawks. Baltimore's 4-2, and two, still finding themselves new people. A lot of injuries last year. Baltimore's favored by three. Does the Detroit train keep rolling, Diesel? I think it does. You know, this is this is good for the NFL to have, have a Detroit team be really good. Um, I like Dan Campbell a lot. We remember we kind of made fun of him at first as just being this goofy, over-the-top, uber-intense kind of guy. And we never thought that that would really work in the NFL. But by God, it is. It's working. So I'm going to roll with the Lions. ESPN's FPI says this is 46% for the Lions, 54% for the Ravens. It's that close. I'm going Lions as well because their style of play, physicality, running the football, stopping the run, key pass plays from Jared Goff, that travels well. I will go with the Lions 24-21 on the road at Baltimore. Then we go to Miami at Philadelphia. How about this? Could this be a potential Super Bowl preview? I say hell to the nah. Look, guys, um, when Steve Spurrier was the coach at Florida, I set markers that I measured every other Florida offense up against. The markers were 500 yards a game, 40 points a game. Guess what Miami is doing at the NFL level? 500 yards a game, 38 points a game. Are you kidding me? Philadelphia's mad. They lost a game to the Jets that they shouldn't. It's in Philadelphia. It's a battle of former Alabama quarterbacks, including the one Jalen Hurts that still has a chip on his shoulder because Nick Saban took him out of the national championship game against Georgia. I'm going to go Philadelphia at home over Miami, who's still not good enough on the defensive side of the ball. Diesel, what do you got? Oh, man, how how what, what would the storylines be if Tua beats Jalen? And then the answer will be, well, Nick Saban was right all along, right? That's that's where people will go with this, even though it doesn't make, you know, the argument doesn't mean a whole lot now that they're both at the NFL level. Um, I, I think I think Philadelphia is just too good. Philadelphia's defense is going to really put uh, put Miami's offense in its place, and then and then Philly's just going to be able to score some points because Miami's defense sucks. That's true. That's very very true. All right, my friends, that is. Wise Guys Wisdom, for a Friday edition of the show, you now have all of our biggest picks. What do you say? What do you say? All right, my friends. Uh, Coming up next on the show, if you want to make some money this weekend, we're going to have you talk to the guy that can allow you to do just that. It is none other than our friend Ryan Horvat of BetQL joins us to help make you some money. What bets are you looking at this weekend? That's next right here on Offsides. We are the Fan Upstate. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here 
on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.